Alright, welcome to an episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. This one's a bit different. We're going to be talking some rugby league this week, as opposed to talking horse racing every week, what we normally do. Quite a few people have reached out and asked if we were going to be doing a Origin special. Uh... As a little uh, precursor, you listen to the intro. We'll talk about why that is relevant as well. That's Lads in the Hood by One Force. And we got a little guest. We've got Tommy. We've got Kohai. And making his appearance once again. I think he, don't think he's been on since we talked Masters bloody a year ago or something. But uh, Chris is joining us. And I'll say hello to you first, mate. How are you? Hello, gentlemen. I am well. I'm well. I feel like a bit... I feel like I'm Kieran Foran, you know? Like... Body's breaking down, but I'm just in to straighten up the attack a bit. <laughs> um, Coey, how are you? Fuck, I've heard it all now, Chris. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's going to be a good time of year. And how good were the uh, the mighty seagulls flying real high, soaring, soaring, Mor- blew them away. Morgs is one of the great centers again. Yeah, mate, I'm glad you got Chris on because I don't think there was enough manly chat on this podcast as it was. So. <laughs> Good to have another manly fan on just to um, even the playing field a bit more. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm under no illusions about uh, us making up the numbers in the top eight this year. So. Hey, 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 hey. We'll be right. We'll be right. I saw Ruben Garrick actually put out that he wants to be playing uh, rep footy and he really wants to be playing Origin and for Australia. <laughs> so, look, a bit optimistic <laughs> for the old man, for the old Rubes, the snack. But, um, but fuck it. Does he have a chance, Tom? Can you ever see Ruben Garrick playing rep footy? He has improved out of sight, but if um, I still think if Fox can't get a run, I don't I don't like his chances of getting a run either. But um, it's pretty stacked New South Wales side. Um, bit of chat about um, Crichton. Will he star? Will he come off the bench? They've they've been sticking to the party line that he is going to come off the bench, but there's just a couple little cracks lately. A few people saying that they've been watching training and. He seems to be starting all the drills. So, um, yeah, I think maybe a couple of mind games there from Freddie and the team. But, yeah, I think you got a comment, though, that someone posted today, so. Uh, what was it? Oh, the one for one So, <laughs> so I think I was... This I is think, the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's quite good. I think it was posted on maybe like one four. Uh, sorry, YKTR's post on Crichton. So... He put up a. They put up a post saying that Freddie's playing. Let's say at mind games, he's respecting the area. Crichton's going to start at centre, and that's why he's letting one four be on the back of him. Number fourteen, repping the area. That's absurd. Look, I think that is great chat. You're not going to pick their number. That's the dumbest thing ever. Major drew a boy. Obviously, ties to the area with um with Toto and Luai. Big fan. Then he's wearing number fourteen. Freddie must be you know respecting the area. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think he's going to play. Mate, you think Hines comes in late? I think Hines come will come in late. If, if nah. that's the selection, that's the selection of soccer. I'm, I'm predicting. Mm, we will get to that. I. I think. I think. Fuck. If it. If it. If he does, I love that guy's comment because he's going to think he's a hero and everyone's going to talk. Freddie. There'll be like videos. <laughs> there'll be like photoshops of Freddie in one four and shit, and this will be very good. Um, it's good. All right, we're not going to talk horse racing. Um, that'll be next podcast throughout the week, recapping the weekend. But we can recap a little bit, I guess, of the weekend. Obviously, half the teams didn't play. Um, a couple of the, I guess, rep footy players went back and played some club footy, like Api Corusau, uh, a couple of others. Do we take anything from the weekend, uh, Tom, or do we go straight into Origin? 
Yeah, it was sort of just your typical origin round, like uh, just drawn out games, a couple of big thrashings. So I thought the Roosters Raiders game was all right yesterday, but or Sunday, whenever it was, and um, yeah. But I think I think it's all lead up to Origin now. Um, it's it's getting pretty cold these winter months, and you can tell Origin's right around the corner. I think Penrith was still pretty good. I think they're missing six people, and they had those. Um, I think O'Sullivan's a great halfback. I know he's behind Cleary and hardly going to get any game time, but he's a bloody good player. And that guy that debuted was pretty good. Kurt Falls, he was good, Huge. and they missed you know quite. The, but to be honest, they still have Kikau, Fisher-Harris, Leota, Coruscant, Dylan Edwards, the wingers that are really good, Taylor May and stuff. So they're all still carving. And obviously Manly ran away with it. The poor Warriors just don't know what's going on at the moment, the poor fellas. But um, looking to... Will war- he end up somewhere else? Who? Sean oh, I don't know. I reckon he's, he's gone. No, so he's signed, with, he's signed with the Dolphins next year already. He's old man. He's dad's the recruiting that. manager for the Dolphins as well. So... He, he'll be going there. And um, interesting to see what happens with this Kurt Falls as well. I think he's still got another year at Penrith, but there's there's good chat. Like, um, a lot of teams needing halves at the moment. Like, you could you could do worse than him. He, um, he stepped up the first grade and did really well. And comments around um, Nathan and Ivan were saying that he was always the gun half coming through. And he played um, with Nathan a fair bit. And it, it always looked like he was going to sort of make it. And, a couple of injuries set him back and yeah, didn't debut till 25, 26. And he, he, he took it with both hands and Cody Walker was similar. He didn't debut till mm. he was 26 and um, he's really gone on uh, with it now. So why not? Why can't he make it? I think he's really good. I didn't know he was going to the, the Dolphins. That's, um, that's a good one. Yeah. What Who about- starts favourite if the Dogs and the Warriors play each other? <laughs> <laughs> The dog stuff, how many points are you giving him? Well, that's that's the other thing is they've just I've just been watching NRL three hundred and sixty, and I think Danny Widler's put out a post that I don't think Brownie's going to be coaching next year. I think he's told him he'll coach to the end of the year, but when they go back to New Zealand full time, he won't. I he won't go to New Zealand. He's got a kid doing HSC, but it sounds like he sort of he was sort of pushed to sort of maybe resign before uh, get sacked, and it looks like Madge. We've seen about a thousand articles about Madge getting sacked, and it looks like he um, he's on his last legs too. It sounds like he'll coach this weekend, and that might be his last game as well. So, seem to happen every couple of years. The coaching merry-go-rounds um, with a few getting sacked, but yeah, now now a couple more as well. Yeah, so Nathan Brown. Yeah, Tigers said, have Manly too. Yeah. Oh, dead, dead said Brownie would have a full head of hair if he wasn't in any team coaching. I reckon. I reckon he'd be rocking the fucking luscious blonde locks yeah. if he wasn't coaching. Well, yeah. the funny thing, Coey, is he used to always he used to drive this van, right? It was this big white van with a big red V on the front. And towards the end of his playing career, and he went pretty much straight into a coach, but he he really got into the horses at the end of his career. And you'd always see I remember seeing him at the sales all the time, um, trying to pick up horses. Yeah, he. He really got into it at the end of his career. I actually saw him at the airport going to Brizzy on the weekend as well, and he um, he was on the phone a fair bit. But yeah, I'd love I'd love to sit down and talk to him about horses as well because yeah, they reckon he was a mad punter as well. Had no idea. I reckon we could have a Braithwaite re like United kind of him Brownie riding a horse on bareback on the beach. It'd be a whole <laughs> fucking music video. Like, what a problem, time! Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Brownie has pretty much said he won't relocate. So, Warriors, you have to be brave to go to to pick up the Warriors. You'd have to be brave to go to the Tigers, and you'd have to be brave to go to the Dogs. So, who knows? Brownie might pick up one of those ones, but fucking hell. They're three teams that you really wouldn't want to do. People were putting shit on the Queensland, North Queensland at the beginning of the year, too. I was one of them. I was pretty much saying, I reckon I'll come last. But, long and behold, Todd Payton's pulled his finger out, and what are they, top four or something at the moment? Flying, too. How good are they? Go. It was so good. Like I'm um, just watching the like they're going through the four games of the week. You go fuck North Queensland. You know they're missing a couple of players. They route the fucking opposition. Penrith. They're just way too fucking good. Mm. They just bullets there or opposition. Manly. Well, we we knew what was happening there. And then Canberra. It was good to see Sticky get uh, get the W down at home against the Chooks. So real. I think it was definitely not like an overshadowing round, but it just shows how good the top end is, I think. Um, the contenders, so to speak. Can anyone beat the Panthers? Right now, I look at the Panthers and just think, I can't find... Even the Storm, I can't see anyone beating them this year. They're so good. Tommy? Well, oh, well, no, he shouldn't is, take it. Like, <laughs> he <shouldn't>. No. <laughs> um, there's so much to play out. Like, what happens if Nathan Cleary gets injured in yeah. his first game? Like, I know, I know they've got what's well, say injury feeling, free, but well, even still though, mate. Like, uh, what about Para? Para just on their day um, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago went to Penrith and beat them, and we saw how well Para played towards the end of last year. And mm-hmm. on the other foot, how badly Penrith played in that first couple of rounds of the finals, losing the Souths and. Losing uh, and almost losing to Para again. So, mate, there's there's still heaps to play out. I still think Melbourne are uh, a different team when Pappenhausen comes back into the um, side. I think Para will cruise until the end of the year. And the Roosters, people aren't talking about as well because they're just steady going up. I think they they had a really tough couple of months to start the year, but Robbo will get them really good towards the end of the year, and I reckon they'll be a team to watch out for as well. I think Tommy makes a really good point, though, Zach, in the sense that I've listened to a few potties along the way leading up the origin, all that shit. And what are we, 12 rounds in, and the season breaks up into four, essentially. We're literally just getting over the first hump of the season, which is like pre-origin. Then there's origin, which is part two. Then there's post-origin, then there's finals. So there's a lot to be played out, although we're, what, 12 rounds in, 11 rounds in, whatever the fuck we are. Like, I mean... Yeah, teams have stayed relatively fit, but now we've just crossed that uh, the first quarter mark. So, you know, a lot, lot to play out, but fuck, it's NRL. How good is it? That's right. If you had to, I think, Tom, you were saying that the Bulldogs were $11 at the beginning of the year to be Wooden Spoon. That's unbelievable. They're 11 bucks. If you have to pick someone to be Wooden Spoon, are the dogs still all of your picks or not? Yeah, yeah, I... I... I think Newcastle is slowly getting better and they'll improve when Braley comes back. Um, Titans? I think Tigers will get Dewey back soon, which I think will help them as well as Hayes. He was their best player a couple years ago. Yeah, so I think they'll improve. Titans, I don't think, can get any worse. But I still think they're better. The Dogs. And the Warriors are the other one. But Fenua Blake's a massive out for them as well. I reckon when he comes back, they're different. But... Sean Johnson at the moment is just I, I don't know what's oh going wrong with him. He he's still got another year there as well. But um yeah, the Warriors I, I think the one thing I will say about the Warriors, yeah, I think it's two or three weeks. They actually start playing a few games at home. And if they can't win with a full like 
Mount Smart Stadium on their back, like cheering them home, boosting them. Will it be if they can't win there, they can't win at all. But I still think they're slightly better than Canterbury. Yeah. It won't be full. Everyone will be watching the rugby that time of year. They're probably, full. yeah, probably. But they they've been waiting three years, and they reckon that first couple of games are already sell out. But you're you're right, mate. Like, why would you go to a Warriors game at the moment to see them play there? They're um. They're pretty hard to watch. There's still probably some diehards that want to watch it like a first home game again, but yeah, they're bloody hard to watch. And you look like Reese Walsh. He even I saw him get interviewed after the game the other day, and he was so dirty. But he's just got no answers. Brownie's obviously said, "I'm not coming. I'm not moving to New Zealand. Fuck that." But, <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're here to talk about Origin this week. I it's my favourite time of the year. I fucking love these Wednesdays, even though it's a Sunday Perth game, but. I'm going to go through a couple of key matchups, and I want to see who um, who we think can come on top. Because everyone sort of says that you know we're always got a mad team in New South Wales, and there's four of us that all go for New South Wales. But the Queensland team looks bloody good, and you, when you have these like random ones chucked in, like Selwyn Cobbo, who's played less than 20 games, he's got in there, and he's a freak, right? He's going to be big, he's towering, he's similar to Xavier Coates too. But our captain Teddy, he's at the fullback. He always steps up uh, Origin time. But they've also got Callum Ponga who on his day, can take the piss and run rings around anyone in the team. So, go to you, Chris, first. What do you think, key matchups? Who gets the chocolates out of the fullbacks? I, like, it's not even close. It's not in the contest. Like, if you put, like, Ponga, yeah, sweet. I understand he's got that speed and that X Factor or whatever can break your game open. But, like, Teddy's arguably the best player in the comp, has been consistently for years. You put them next to each other, like, there's not one person that there's 99 over hundred are taking Tedesco. Anyone who's got any brains is surely taking Tedesco over Ponga. If you're putting that, if that's the matchup, like you put those two on paper, you have to pick one. Am I, am I being, am I wrong? I would say there'd be more than one out of a hundred that would pick Ponga. I reckon but I'm, I'm Teddy all the way. Teddy, especially origin wise. I think he's, he's the, he's the man, but I don't know. Ponga, Ponga can can um, spark it up, coming Tommy. Yeah, massively. Like um, everyone was wondering a couple of years ago, like, oh, how's he going to go when he's first picked? And he came off the bench, and he he looked like he'd yeah. been playing Origin for years. But in saying that, Teddy's our captain. He's uh, been doing it for so long. He's he will be the Australian captain at the end of the year, I reckon. And there's a reason for it because he's clearly the best fullback. He's um, uh, in the country, and yeah, I, I think he gets the trockies over Ponga, but I will say Ponga will probably enjoy playing with a team that's not struggling, like he, uh, Newcastle at the moment, and he, he could improve off that, but yeah, I think Teddy's a bit better than Ponga at the moment. Coey, what do you think about Fox getting left out, Tupo coming in? I'm a big Tupo fan, always have been, but Fox, he kind of feels like he should be in origin. I know that Alex, a mate of ours, he works in Prez, which rolls all the ads for Fox Sports and stuff, and he said every single one of their commercials for origin, like previews and everything, all had Fox in it because they, they all just assumed he was in the team. But do you think he was um, hard done by getting left out? I don't think he's hard done by, but let, let's be honest. I think the the wing position for either squad is probably most probably the most vulnerable, I guess. So, saying let's say Tupo has a shit game, I think Fox is just gonna slide straight in and be like yesterday or the you know the past couple of years really in the scheme of things. So, yeah, I mean there is arguments to be made whether he's been hard done by. I think 
his performance for the dogs haven't actually been that bad. I just think he hasn't been copping too much ball, to be absolutely yeah. honest. He should be copping most of the hit-ups when it's like first or second tackle. But he's, he hasn't even been copping that. So, And then obviously dogs not being the scoring prowess that they were wishing to be early in the season with all these new purchases, that doesn't help his cause. So, I mean... It's not that he's lackluster in form. Uh, I think it's just been hard done by it to a certain degree, but I don't mind the idea of Tupu, the taller, bigger man that's also got experience. He's probably, you could probably make the case that he was probably hard done by the last couple of years not making the squad. So so it, it's good to see we haven't picked a fresh head. Uh, you know, no one, someone that hasn't played the game before. Um, it, it genuinely could have been the flip of the coin for mine, Tupu or Adokar in this case. And, Obviously, Freddie's seen Tupu as his favour and um, is stuck with it. And well, good luck to him. I really, like I, you, I hope he does perform. If you look at um, what Queensland have got attacking wise in the air, like that's where you need someone like Tupu, right? Like, not saying that Fox is bad in the air, but like you can understand what Freddie's thinking there. Well, he's gone the big, tall yeah, Tupo because you've got Xavier Coates and Selwyn, but you also have Brian Toto, so I don't know how tall he is, but he's not tall. Um, I heard Freddie say that it, Tup- Fox didn't lose his spot, but Tupo sort of played his way in. Tupo does a lot of carries right out of his like out of his corner. up. Um, yeah, I love that. All that sort of shit. But I don't think, even if Tupo has a shocking game, but- I don't think he's getting dropped. Like, Fox might come in next series, but I can't see Freddie. Freddie's pretty bloody loyal. I know he's dropped Jake and dropped Fox, but he's pretty loyal with this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he definitely 100%. is loyal. You say Miguel all that Crusoe. shit with the stuff that sorry, Coke. You say all that shit with the hard work coming out of your own end and taking those carries. That's that's the kind of stuff that Ninja Origin get. Yeah. Yeah. Like and and, and, and Toto, yeah, tiny <laughs> and not the aerial threat, but like he's the man at that. He fucking breaks yeah. the first tackle every time he catches the ball. Well, I think a lot of people have said that I think even Jake said that who's one of the best defenders in the game, he said he's by far the hardest person to tackle in the comp. And when you say that about a winger, hard to leave that out of your origin team. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Toto, we understand him. He's gonna be up against I don't know, he plays left. Does Coates play no, it looks like Selwyn play on the left. So he, So yeah. I have got a bit of mail on that. I've been um, <laughs> nice. looking on Twitter and a few people <laughs> looking into it as well. Uh they reckon that um so I think uh, Tupo normally plays left, but yeah. he's been on the right and vice versa as well. Coates has been on the left. So all, all reports, it looks like it's going to be Tupo v. Coates uh, on yeah, training good. and then um, Toto. That's a good matchup. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think Toto v. So I'd rather Toto v. Selwyn. That's good. I like that. Um all right, we understand Toto. Um, Selwyn Cobbo, I think he played himself into the game, into the into the sorry the position. He's only played, I think, is it eighteen games. But even like as soon as he started, you heard people like Joey and stuff just saying he's going to be one of the greats. He's, he looks like GI. He's doing all these things, so he's going to carve. He's probably going to be in this sort of team for a long time. Hopefully, Toto sort of ruffles him up a bit and makes it you know hits him up. But I don't know. Are you guys big fans of Cobbo? Who starts here? Right. <laughs> I think Selwyn. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, his dynamic, isn't he? And his his footwork's lightning. I mean, that that matchup in itself, mouth mouth watering, big time. I reckon Toto versus uh, Selwyn Cobbo. Who's going to get the uh, the wood over each other? I'm, I'm physically not sure. It's an exciting, like both edges are really exciting, and it's going to be really, really tough and hard fought. I think so. 
I think Toa, with the game experience and everything else that comes with it, he's played Origin before, will probably prevail. But fuck, Selwyn Cobo is here to stay. Mm. Like you watched that last well, last weekend, the weekend before, should I say, uh, when he made those clean breaks just out of nowhere. It was just lightning. It was electric. It was just good to watch and great for the game. So if he can keep that form up, he's going to be in Origin for a long time. And whether he's going to be a little bit green for the first origin, I'm not sure. I guess we'll be proven on come Wednesday, but fuck, he's, he's definitely a commodity of the future. Yeah. And I think if, if I, as I go to the centres, I'm going to start with Queensland first because there's a bit to talk about with New South Wales, but centres for Queensland, Val Holmes and Dane Gagai. I love it when people call Gagai origin gags because he always carves in origin. He's just no good in like club footy and stuff. Unless but, you're a Newcastle fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just every time you hear him, origin gags, go origin gags. So these guys are veterans. They, they always do well at origin time. Pick themselves pretty much. I guess Hammer could have played there. I think he may have played centre maybe last year. I'm not sure. But we've got Katoni Sags. He's going to play. He's going to be in the starting team. And then you've got Jack Whiten, right? So everyone, everything you read at the moment is Jack Whiten's named at four. Jack Whiten's going to go back to 14. And Stephen Crichton's going to start at centre. I reckon that's probably going to happen. I don't really see Crichton being a 14. But before you hit record, Chris didn't agree with me. What do you think is going to happen? I reckon Nico Hines will come in and play 14. And Whiten misses with... out. No, Whiten plays centre. I don't think Crichton plays. Wow. Big call. Boys, you agree with Chris? Tommy? Look, I, I reckon, um, yeah, I, I've read a few different things, and the party line at the moment seems to be Whiten's going to start. And we've been hearing a while that Whiten's going to be start there, but I do think that, It'll be Crichton simply because, as we were talking about before, you look at who's been dominating the competition is Penrith uh, for these first few weeks. And that edge of Luai, Pe- uh, Luai Crichton, Toto oh, yeah. has just been so dominant. Um, I know toto has been injured and he's been moved over to the other side, but that Penrith connection is so massive. And I wouldn't even be surprised if he throws another little curveball and starts Liam Martin on that side as well and we really see a Penrith side there but um, I, I'd actually really like to see Crichton start and just see that Penrith connection because especially with um, Cobbo coming to get up against Toto I, I know he's really good in attack but some of his defensive reads Cobbo have been um, pretty bad and he's only played a handful of games so like he's still learning but maybe that's just one weakness the Blues can really do um, really touch on and the fact that Luai, Crichton and Toto have been playing together all through the ranks, they just know each other's game so well. And in origin, that's just like um, that's just like gold, you know. So I'd love to see Crichton start there, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Freddie picks Whiten because he loves him so much. And he started the year pretty well as well, Whiten. Mm. He's, um, he's gone pretty well before he got suspended. My, my question, boys, um, my question, I guess, taking in both Christo and uh, Tommy's suggestion there, I love the whole idea of keeping it the the rating premiers kind of edge. Like, I think that is just the inform edge to start with. But kind of adding to the Christo argument, like, let's say if Crichton does start, do you reckon it is definite that Whiten will be the 14? Or do you reckon Hines will be could, or could be the 14? So it's more or less like... If you were to pick one of the two, who are you going to pick? I mean, at the moment, I'm kind of set with Wyden because he's been there, done that. Hines is the new kid on the block. It is exciting. We saw what he can do at Melbourne. 
we've seen what he can do in at the Sharks. Um, is it just a and like a? It's almost like oh, out of courtesy we've named you, or do you reckon he's a genuine chance of starting as the fourteen? I think he is a genuine chance. I think Freddie froths on Jack Whiten. I'd love to see Nico there, but Jack Whiten can sort of jump into no, fullback, no centre, halves. The only thing I don't think I've ever seen him play is wing, and he can probably jump in the forwards if he fucking has to. Nico Hines can't. Nico can probably play halves, fullback, float around a bit. What do you reckon, Tom? Mate, I, I, as Kelly was saying, I'm I'm a bigger fan of Nico than most people. Um, I really like him, and I'd love to see him in that role. But I, I do think Freddie loves Jack White, and I think he'll be picked there. But I, I guarantee, I reckon we'll see. Um, I reckon we'll see Nico at some point in this series, but maybe not. Maybe not this first game. I'd love to, but I don't. I just don't think it'll yeah, I think Whiten probably covers a bit more than Nico. I'm a big Nico fan as well. All right, um, what I really like is the halves. I like all four of them. I think they're all freaks. Obviously, Munster and Cherry Evans, they've been the combo for a little while since the big wigs uh, retired. And Luai and Cleary. Luai and Cleary carved last year, uh, last year in the series. But Munster and Cherry, when they when Munster's on, he's the, one of the best players in the comp by far. Cherry can have hot and cold games, but often his kicking game and origin games, he does quite well. Luai can take the piss with his skills and clearly just manages the game so well. So I'm at an odds with who's got the chocolates in the halves. I look at Munster, I love you. I look at Luai, I love you. And then both halves are pretty good, probably lean towards Cleary, even though he's my captain old daily. But Chris, go to you. Whose halves do you like more? Uh, ours, ours, when I say ours, New South Wales, definitely. Again, oh, you put them on paper, I just... I can't see anyone who's tipping, who's taken the Queensland halves there. Daly needs the ball rolling in the middle. He needs, like, could play the ball with a bit of space and time. He plays two sideways. Munster's been in pretty poor form, I reckon, this year. And plus, he's a dirty little grub. Um, <laughs> Luai can, can be a like, grub as well. No. Oh, like, oh he yeah, is. He's a nice little friendly New South Wales grub, so it's fine. <laughs> this is nah, good. Mate. It's a bias. Um, Cleary... Cleary no, I think Cleary controls the game better than both of theirs do. I think I don't know, like their weakness in their halves is who like who's the who's the boss, who's the leader, who's the director, you know what I mean? Like whereas Cleary, Cleary is just definitely yeah, but like that doesn't always work. That's where he can let Manly down sometimes. I'm not bagging him like that, he's a good player and like who's who's the who's an Australian halfback at the end of the year? It's obviously Cleary. So yeah, I I'm I'm with the Penrith boys there easily. Not even close. Tom? I don't know um, what games Chris has been watching all year, but I think Munster's the form, <laughs> yeah, form he's been player very good. of the comp. He uh, has never played Tom better. Play. I can hate him. Um, <laughs> but I will say the combination is a big thing, and, and that's going to work really well for New South Wales. I know Munster and Cherry have been playing well together um, for a few years now, and, and that will sort of link pretty well. I Daly hasn't had a great year, but what, his kicking game, he, he's kicked Manly to, a, I reckon, about three wins this year. There was that game in Mudgee yeah. where he had the ball on the string. And if he can bring that to origin, then that, that'll be a massive um, boost for them. But I, I still think New South Wales probably just has it with the combination just slightly. But, yeah, Munster in origin, again, is a different gravy as well, playing for his old mate Billy Slater. But, yeah, New South Wales slightly for me. What was the game that Munster took the piss like a few weeks ago? He absolutely carved. 
Hey, there, was, there was a few, but there was one was that against the Canelo where he dummied and he went through. The Warriors won as well, where they won seventy to ten, yeah. and I think there was another one. He's goal. a flat he's, track. He, he's a flat track bully. Like when they're winning by sixty and everyone's playing well, it's like I could play well and do it either. Like, no, I think <laughs> it's the other way, Chris. I think it, when oh, he's playing well, the rest start go. Uh, the rest of Melbourne start playing really well, but it's normally off the back of him that start um, starts that ball rolling. Stop I just pulled up 2022 water. season stats for Munster. So Munster in 11 appearances this year has six tries to himself. He uh, averages 216 metres as kick, for his kicking game. 12 try assists, nine tri- a line break assists, tackles made. There. It's pretty efficient. Yeah. Fuck. Like, it's, it's pretty decent. He averages, I don't know, in context of things, but like 64 points in fantasy. So, I mean, that, that sounds pretty positive to me. Yeah, look, it's going to be pretty close. Um, on his day, he calves, all the right? to stab me in the back. I didn't think it'd be you, Coey. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. <laughs> um, Tom, have you got any mail about Harry Grant? Off in the first five minutes, I mean, I even see him. <laughs> have you got any mail about Harry Grant starting or even playing? I heard he's quite crook or he's injured or something. Yeah, I think he uh, he had some sort of injury, but then he also got the flu on top of it, so he was struggling a bit, but. I still think they've just rewarded Ben Hunt um, over the past three years. I think he's won Queensland's best player. I know he got their best player in their last, last game last year, which they won. Um, and I think they like – I think they're expecting a pretty tough game, as most people are. And if you inject Harry around that sort of 30-minute mark, a um, bit of live wire, uh, live wire at a dummy half, I think that can really spark Queensland. Um, where you look at if we've got Crichton on the bench or even Jack White, and I don't see one of them coming off the bench and really sort of uh, igniting the game too much. They, they're sort of just injury precautions in case there's a HIA or whatever, where if Harry comes on, I think um, they just get – and then they get a few quick play the balls and he can be really dangerous around that rock. Ben Hunt carves in origin. He's, bloody, he's been killing it for – uh, the Dragons too. Damien Cook is bloody good at Origin as well. He's all, he makes a lot of breaks somehow. Um, Coey, who are you a fan of more? Number nine, Cookie Hunty. Oh, oh, oh that, that's tough. I mean, I, I love Cookie. I love Cookie. I, I you know he's a beach sprinter? Queensland. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Geek on. Um, but but uh, I, I respect Queensland picking Hunt. I definitely do. He's got experience under his belt. He's got 12. He's worn, worn that maroon 12 times in his career, and he always plays well when he's wearing that jersey. Uh, just respect how he's playing at the Dragons as we speak. I think his last two seasons, let's say, has been really, really good and strong coming out of that number nine role. I mean, we have to remember that he was a seven for, fuck, who knows how long. Mm. Probably a good portion of that, you know, that representative career in – Australia and in Queensland. So the fact that he is carving as hooker is great to see. But Cookie, come on. Yeah. Cookie's just the younger, fitter version that Ben Hunt needs to be. And Cookie's, I think Cookie's going to dominate the middle, quite honestly. He's running games far more superior than um, Hunt. I, I just like watching Cookie. I mean, regards to how the South are playing, he's, he's just. And I'm not a big fan of South. I mean, I'm, fuck, I'm not going to definitely tout that. But um, 
yeah, just Cookie when he's in his fucking blue jersey, carving up the middle, <laughs> sitting up plays. He's a part of the spine. He's fucking good to watch, let me tell you. All right, Cody's a fan of Cookie. Um, he obviously carves when he's got people like Payne Haas and Junior Paulo doing the big hit-ups for him. So when we look at the front rowers, we've got Payne and Junior, which just get me very excited. And then you've got That's Tino totally and right. Josh Papali, or Papali'i. Uh, you've got... If I'm picking, I'm picking, this is one of Chris's lines, I'm picking New South Wales front row 100 out of 100 times. I love Payne Haas. I love Junior Paulo. Tino's good. Big Papa's good. But, fuck, give me that front row any day, Chris. Yeah, 100%. Plus Regan Campbell-Gillard to back him up. Yeah, on like, the bench. They are some big, scary guys who you would just not want to tackle. And when you do tackle them, they get up very quickly and get you a quick play of the ball. Mm. And um, Junior's so you know, fit for a big lad too. Oh, 100%, mate. He goes all day. Yeah. And, like, I'm, 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 we'll get there and we'll, like, I miss Jake. And it sucks that Jake's not there. You can hear me stuttering because I'm upset about it. But, <laughs> like, Isaiah Yo is just the perfect complement to that front row, you know. Like, yeah. playing out the back um, can be, like, aggressive and take the ball up when he needs to, but um, has those skills and almost plays as that second 5'8". So, Mate, our four-pack as a whole is unbelievable. But that front row is just <laughs> – it's scary. It's <laughs> yeah. unreal. Tom, can you get any positives me. from the Queensland front rowers over ours? Mate, I think um, I think they're going to miss Welsh big time. I think he's one of the guys that sort of um, starts their um, pack off so well over the last couple of years. But um, Papa Lee has been so strong. But is he just getting a bit older now? Tino's been the best thing for the Gold Coast all year. And Lindsay Collins back is he lifts in that Queensland jersey. Is that one of those players? But I'm I'm with you guys. I really really like this New South Wales pack. You talk about Junior Polo going all day. I think Payne Haas goes longer. Mm. He's just he's just so well. He's obviously got a point to prove. I mean, there was all that shit going on with him last week, and he still comes up, performs yeah. um, really unreal. Well. So he doesn't let any of that speculation or whatever go to his head, and then. In front of eighty thousand, like I just think those two, and as um, Chris O was saying, you bring Regan Campbell Gillard off the back fence after about twenty minutes. He's just going to be ripping and tearing. He, he, um, I don't think he's played Origin for a couple of years either, so he'll be um, chomping at the bit to get out uh, there. And uh, it probably leads us into the thirteens as well. Um, I think they use Cotter more as a prop. Um, he just makes so many tackles around there and so many runs where. Isaiah Yo just adds a bit of ball playing where I don't think Ruben Cotter's got that ball playing ability. So I just think that gives us, um, we, I mean, I was speaking about that Penrith connection before. It, it all starts from Yo and then that leads out to the halves and out to the backs. So I, I really like this New South Wales um, uh, pack, but some of these Queenslanders, they just lift in that jersey. Ruben Cotter, wasn't he a dummy half? Isn't he a nine? Like originally? When he first came in. So, yeah, last year last year was, but then they just sort of seen how the game was going. And he's yeah. been playing prop for the yeah. Cowboys. And he's been going really well. He made 63 tackles or something yeah, ridiculous cool. last week. So, Origin will just suit him. Like, he just looks like a guy who just wants to put his head around um, where people most people wouldn't put their feet, you know, just tackling all day. And he just seems made for that Origin. I heard Laurie say on uh, the Matty John show, that he's the best back. Uh, yeah, I, heard I think that. he's got like thirty-three percent of the money for man of the match because mm. he's just going to be out there tackling. Well, Ruben Cotter, yeah, workhorse, yeah, just just like Jake, you know, Jake used to. So, 
Um, I, th- I think he'll go all right, but I just think Yo just adds a bit more in that attacking side. Mate, uh, if Ruben Cotter wins me out of the match, I will walk naked to Queensland, honestly. You will? Just jot down that time. Yeah, back. I might just yeah. <laughs> clip that. I'll be clipping time, that up. Time code that, boys. It would be 21 yeah, bucks, hey, too. Here's a question for you, mate. Unders, get on Bedford and lay it if you can. Um, <laughs> uh, over under nine and a half metres for Regan Campbell-Gillard's first hit-up. Under. Uh, over it's all day. There you go. It's a bit better. It'd be the first tackle off the fucking off the kickoff, and he'd be coming straight. No, he's off, off the, the bench. Defense. He's off the bench. No, but like he'll be brought on oh. off the back of a fucking subby and just be like, "Fuck this, boys! I'm gonna give the hundred and twenty-five thousand percent. I am going to run my heart out." <laughs> so he's a legend. He'll, he'll get mustache yeah, going in that big like win. That? He should be able to. He'll give us fucking 15 metres off the first tackle. Soon enough, we'll be able to bet on that. We'll be able to bet on try assists and shit as well, I reckon. So, um, the last ones, or not last ones before the bench, but the back rowers. So, when we talk about loyalty, Tariq Sims, very loyal. So, he's been on a bit of an outer to Clubland, and he's off to the storm next year and stuff. We've got the handsome boy, Cameron Murray, one of the greats. They're back rowers. Felice has been there forever. He's a good player. Kurt Capewell is really good as well. But Tariq, like I was, I liked Tariq. I think he played really well last year. I was pretty, probably a little bit surprised that he started. Uh, there was chat, obviously. Tommy said Liam Martin possibly starting for him. But um, all right, back rowers. Who has the chocolates with our back rowers, Coey? It, it's it's a good one because I mean, Tariq's yeah, a little bit. I mean, in the in the uniform he plays day to day, he's a little bit hit and miss in my my eyes. He puts on the blue. I mean, he's good yeah, as gold, really. But, like, there's there's been a few players that have just missed out on that spot as well. Like, your Angus Crichton's and your – those are the likes, really, right? So Maybe he's like Gagai. He's, origin Gags. Origin Sims. Oh, origin Sims. Fucking book him in. He'll, he'll be beaming. Yeah. 5G coverage, no doubt. But um, He had that uh, series last year where he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was good. He set up that yeah. mad try for Toto, I think. He cut out. But once again, like, I think it's pretty evenly matched. I think you look at Capewell. Capewell's just like a, I don't know, a, just a classic player just to have in your origin squad, I think. Much like Cotter, really. I mean, he's defensively strong. You have him, you, you love to have him in your club team. You love to have him in your origin team. But are they going to be the X factors bringing it on to a red-hot blue side? Mm. I don't fucking think so. Um, saying that, uh, the other side, who's the other... Back row we've got. We've got Tariq and Cameron Murray. Cameron Murray. Handsome yeah, Cam boy. Murray. I mean, fuck, how can you not like that hot boy? Fucking, he's good. He is the bee's knees of second rowers as we speak. I mean, in regards to how the storm are playing, he's just always there. He's always front and centre. He's making that tackle. He doesn't miss a tackle full stop. I think he's defensively just as strong as Jake has ever been. Um, as textbook as it comes. And then, I mean, to top it all off, you've got Isaiah Yo, and Tommy's already touched on it. He just offers so much more in that offensive side along with his A-grade defensive game. So, like, as a 13, he's just going to be electric. He's going to just thrive in this Blues jersey and he'll just – he'll be around for a long time as long as his body's in one piece. So, I, I still like the Blues – uh, back row is better, but I think it is a little bit more of a fairer matchup compared to the rest of the team. 
Yeah, it's pretty close, I think. Kafusi's obviously a gun, been there forever, and Kurt Capewell was very good in his time too. He played, I think, centre last year too. So he's back at where he uh, where he where he plays well. The bench. I'm not going to talk about everyone. We've talked about Crichton. We've talked about Campbell Gillard. Two of the Blues are Liam Martin and Madison. For Queensland, we've got Harry Grant at 14. You've got Lindsay Collins, Patrick Carrigan, who's really good, and Jeremiah, Jeremiah Nanai. He has definitely earned his spot. He's been carving. He is very good under the high ball as well. Nanai. Um, Liam Martin, Ryan Madison. Do we think they're going to be the interchange, Chris, or is Tyson Frizzell going to pop in? What do you reckon? Uh, I actually don't know. Like I, anything, I'd be anything I'd say, I'd just be speculating. Um, I don't like Liam Martin deserves to be there. He's playing some good footy. Frizzell's probably not. Um, I do like Frizzell. I think he's done a good job, especially for us for a long time. But like, um, you know, if, if in my in my weird, crazy selection pick that's going to happen, Hines comes onto the bench. So I reckon the the rest of them will probably stay the way they are. Ryan Mattinson has played good football for a long time. So it's uh, good to see him there. I reckon he'll go all right. Too. He's one I was surprised kind of, about, I think. He almost reminds me of like a young, not young Take Sims, because take, young Take Sims had a lot of... Um, young Chris Court. <laughs> the arms, the arms. He's got some big biceps on him, old Ryan Madison. He he's Tarek Sims without the mistakes. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, look, I, I, he'll do. He'll definitely do a job. But what about Tommy? What about someone like Jeremiah Nanai, being carving for the Cowboys? Definitely deserves his spot, I reckon. Yeah, I think you can say the same about um, Madison and Nanai. They've just been so consistent. Nanai all this year, Madison for last sort of few years, damaging back rowers. And I think Nanai would be a perfect one where they um, they they sort of bring on in either late second, uh, late first half or early second half just to inject a bit of um, – same with Madison, just to inject a bit of um, adrenaline into the team, you know, just uh, a player playing his first origin. I, I, if anyone, I see Madison's almost like a Boyd Cordner. Like when Boyd was first starting, he's really good hole runner. And he'll just he'll just run hard at everything, but also he's probably got a bit of a bit of skill, a bit more skill than Boyd. But Nanai, uh, Nanai looks like he's going to be there for a while. He's just so talented and skillful, and just really lifted the Cowboys um, into where they are and how well they're playing this season. So yeah, and as you were saying before, Carrigan definitely deserves to yeah. be there as well. So I, I think the benches will probably um, be close to what they are now. But yeah. Some really good players uh, of the future, I reckon we're going to see there. I think extended. Tell you res- what, yeah, go, Chris. Carrigan, um, he'll miss not running behind Payne Haas. If you watch the Bronx, like a lot of the time, Payne Haas will will make that like damaging run, draw in you know that extra defender, gets a pretty quick play of the ball just because he's such a big body and kind of lands on his elbows and and the knees. Um, and then Carrigan takes the next hit up after that. Like it's kind of like a one-two punch, kind of like what. Um, to power used to really do when um, Fanua Blake was killing it for Manly. But, um, uh, it, like, so hopefully he just follows, you know, Tino or Papali or something. But, like, mm. um, it, it could be different, you know. And <laughs> and then he's going to be running at Payne Haas as well, you know. Like, yeah. It, it'd be, it's going to, like, I, I, I love him. And, like, I don't love him because he's a Queenslander. But, like, he deserves to be there and he's playing good footy and he's he's got potential to, you know, cement that kind of spot and be around for a long time and, and make that kind of his jersey. But, like, I reckon he's, he's in for an interesting night. I think with... Ex- I just want to... Yeah, go. Oh, 
I just wanted to say, Nanai, speaking of Selwyn Cobbo earlier, like he's going to be a fucking another blockbuster player that could be in that Origin squad for so long. Because Nanai's, what, 19 or something? Shit, he's young. He? He's young. He's young as shit. So he's going to be, as long as he stays fit, like, and he keeps doing what he's doing at the Cowboys or whatever respective club that chases him, probably Cowboys. I mean, sorry, the Roosters. Mm. Um, but regardless Does he that, play? Like, We've talked about New South Wales' selection stuff. Does he play? Like, what, Jairo or someone else come in? Surely not. Like, looking at the extended reserves, you've got Flegler and Jairo, Tom Dearden, a couple of backs, Hammer and Tualangi. The only, like, I reckon Flegler's a guy. I think he plays. But Nanai definitely I think plays. You need, I think you need to. It's like having a, a like, it. Under I the eyeball. It's like having, like, it's like a, saying, you know, does Sawali play come Wednesday? I, I don't think Sawali plays, but he's the future of New South Wales. So, you got to have him in the squad, you know, just to get acclimated to the the side that you know the the future stars, right? And For sure, I, think- I, I I know what Chris is saying though. Like they do look like a small bench, and you you look at New South Wales where you got Campbell Gillard and Martin and Madison, these big guys, and Nanai, the big strong back rower. But yeah, like I guess you got Lindsay um, Collins and even Carrigan's a bit smaller as well. You'd think like someone like Jairo would be a perfect bench spot. Because apart from Tino and Papali'i, they, they kind of look small. But these Queenslanders, they just tackle all day. Ruben Cotter's pro- probably going to have a sixty-minute sort of game. But yeah, I think I think Nano does play. But I, I was a bit surprised that they would they didn't have another big man like Flegler or Arrow on their bench. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think that, that even if they do bring them on, like even look at Torlangi, that guy's such a gun too. Miss it, hardly miss, hard to miss out with those two other wingers. But I'm going to look at a couple of odds, odds wise, and you have to pick. So New South Wales are a dollar sixty. I think Queensland two forty. Lions four and a half. The most popular line is the plus for for Queensland. They're a dollar eighty in New South Wales for minus four and a half. I think that's probably a bit too. Like I'm all for. I think we'll win. But I think that's a bit too like in our favour. A dollar sixty to two forty. What do you reckon, Coey? Dollar sixty, take it all day, boys. I reckon. <laughs> I think just yeah, just eat it, eat it up. Fucking one to twelve, thirteen up, plus. Get yourself, get yourself an SCM, a succulent Chinese meal that <laughs> Thursday, and fucking away you go. And you know, back a couple more for the SGM, and then make it a big night. All right. Well, what about over and unders? So. Over under, I think it's I think it's quite small. I think it's thirty six and a half, which is thirty six and a half. Yeah, what do you reckon? You got to lean to overs. I I, I do. I just reckon, I feel like. Does anyone ever back unders? That, no one ever wants unders. It's probably the mugs bet to back the overs, isn't it? But like, I feel like there was that stage a couple of years ago where the surface at Homebush was always like a bit dewy, and they were like 16, 10, 18, 12 kind of games, but um. I don't know, just the way this New South Wales team lines up and and, and how we looked last year and like the attacking, just we've got so many points in us, I reckon. Like it's probably either a stay away or an overs, but you're not dry weather all week, boys. Dry weather all week. Have so you... I mean at least it it'd be sweet for that uh I reckon that overs bit as well, Chris. Huh? Have you seen Beautiful. they're doing they do player performance like market now as well? I think I don't think you can put them in the same game as but you can do like Teddy over 42 and a half for try assist, line break, points, tackle, 10 run meters equals one, all that sort of shit. Have you seen that yet? No, nah, uh, but it's, I'm intrigued. It's, it's on tab. So yeah, like, I love I think, it. <laughs> I think everyone's like, yeah, Katoni Stags 35 and a half, Pong is 33, Val Holmes is 52. 
Gagai's 37. Yeah, but, yeah, it's a bit tough when you can't put them in your same games. I have seen them, but yeah, you you really want to be able to put a couple in there and achieve like a few rather than, yeah, rather than betting individually. But yeah, definitely if you could, when they put that in the same games, they'll be all over that. All right. Uh, before we do a same game each, we'll pick a man of the match each. Man of the match, Thomas. So Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai. Yeah, Jerome I think he's $17. Yeah, he's just a bit of a forgotten man. And I think if New South Wales are going to win, they're going to target that left side. And I think he sets them up. And I, I really think Toa has a good good day on Selwyn Cobo. So I'm going Jerome Luai, man of the match. Chris? Teddy, mate. Teddy all day. Seven dollars. Best player out there, Coey. I think uh, Payne Haas is something to prove. So I'm, I'm with the big man. I, I think that he's going to be just explosive. Just be there at the, uh, the right crucial moments and they make the right hit up though, for tackles. They? Like, when does a prop ever win man of the match, mate? That's why you know, twelve bucks. I mean, it's probably on the on under side, but I don't mind it. As, I mean, saying that Isaiah you know, at eight bucks, I could probably take that as well, but. Yeah, I don't mind the uh, just him getting booed by Brisbane last fucking game. I thought you were being cookie. Him showing, uh, him showing up with a blue jersey and then up against the Queenslanders. I just reckon he's just going to fucking come out absolutely bolting. All right, Payne Haas at twelves. I'm going to go Isaiah Yo. He's eight dollars. Cookie even. Cookie's at twelves as well, but. We've all gone different one there, so... All right. Typical, Zach. You chuck two names in there. So what? then when, after the game, Cookie gets and you're like, yep, yep. I, I no, no, no. I tipped him on the podcast. I tipped him on the podcast. No, you didn't, mate. I'll be you Isaiah Yo. Even if Cookie does it. Um, Cookie will be in my same game multi, though. I can double dip. Isaiah Yo is my, my man of the match. Eight bucks. Bit unders. Fuck, I would like double figures. But then most backed is Ruben Cotter at 21s. Uh, let's That's, do a same yeah. game. All right, we are all going to do one same-game multi each, and then we're all going to put one leg in and have a combined same-game multi. I'll go first. Like I've, got, I've got the short odds of 81 to 1. This is three <laughs> try scorers with no winner. I think if I put New South Wales in, it gets to 150, but I'm just going to go with the three try scorers. Damien Cook, just because yeah, I said yeah. I was, I had to do it before. So Cookie goes in. Toto goes in as well. And I'm putting one of the big props in. I'm putting Junior Paulo in to score a try. So Cookie, Toto, Paulo... 81 bucks. Thank you very much. And if you want to chuck the Blues in to win, you get 150. I'll go to you, Chris. <laughs> You're an idiot, first of all. Um, secondly, <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me about New your $4 South multi, mate. I got New South Wales to win, mate, head-to-head. I got over an adjusted total of 33 and a half. Um, uh, yeah, don't know why. Call me a pussy, but 36 and a half just scares me. You probably land on 36. Uh, I'm, I've got Toto to score. I'm with you there. I think Cobo um, will struggle to contain him. I've got Stags to score as well. If he's matching up on Holmes, I think Holmes can kind of get out of uh, position defensively sometimes, and Stags is a hard man to tackle, especially inside the 20 metres. And I've got second half as the highest scoring half, and that's going to get you $15 back. There's a lot got to happen there for 15 but uh, Tom... So similar to Chris, I I went a different way about it. I've actually gone the first half to be under 16 and a half points because as you see it in origin so often, it's a really tight game. I I actually think Queensland are going to play a lot better than they have, especially last year. I think Billy Coach in there. 
it's going to be close. And if it does get out and New South Wales do win, I think it's only going to be because of the big men and, and wearing them down. And so we might see a blowout in the last 10 minutes or so. That's why just the unders in that first half I think is really good. And I think the one weakness is going to be that side and the defensive um, plays of Cobbo. So I've gone Brighton to O to score two tries. Um, I really like Brian and I think he might have a good uh, good game. I don't think he scored many tries this year, but back to his uh, left side, his normal side. And if he's outside, um, his Penrith mates, I think he might play pretty well. And then that four and a half, three and a half, four and a half line, I think Sportsbet have it three and a half, Tab have it four and a half. I, um, I've taken Tab four and a half line, New South Wales to win, but it's going to be really close. But uh, I think it's going to, I think New South Wales will win just, but uh, I think it'll be around that six points New South Wales will win by. So I'm, mine's about $21, yeah, to win. 21 bucks. All right, Coey. Both edges for New South Wales to score. So Tupu to score, To'o to score. New South Wales, 21 to 30, home total points. Negative four and a half by New South Wales. And then I just got a sneaky suspicion with just, you know, Queensland could slide one in. So I've uh, backed it with Val Holmes to you know, touchdown somewhere in between uh, for, what is it, 51 bucks. Nice. No one wanted to go origin gags? <laughs> no, you're not going to cross. I, I was think thinking about it. Val Holmes is actually, he, I think he scored the first try last year or whatever, maybe a year before. Um, all right. Well, there are our four individual ones. Now we have to pick one leg from each of ours. And my one leg is going to be Cookie to score a try at five. So go to you, Chris. I'll do it as I'm going. You've got to pick one. I will take the New South Wales Blues to win the game. Okay. Tom? First half, under 16 and a half points. Stand by. I've got to find that. Under 16 <laughs> and a half is $2. Oh, my God. All right. That's more likely than Cookie to score. Probably. All right. And Coey, pick one. New South Wales, 21 to 30 home total points. I think uh, even if it is a close first half, I see them just fucking bolletsing away, tearing away like no one's business and being boss. Being boss. All right. Okay. I... Looks like get your back, Zach. It's frozen completely in my computer, so <laughs> absolutely struggling. So I'll have to Perfect. I'll have to put it in. But there are we'll four legs. It should be quite big, actually. Coey's is $3, mine's 5 yours is $1.60, Chris, because you've just got no nuts. And what was yours paying, Tom? Sorry, About but I like winning. Not $1.60 or something? Money. Mine was two bucks. Two bucks. All right. Well, that's typical, Chris. Dollar sixty. That's cool. All right. Sweet as. Anything else um, on Origin? What else do we think? Anything? So a couple of stats. I've got uh, Wing or Senna uh, scored the first try in all three games last year, and out of the last fourteen, um, it's the Wing or Senna has scored eleven of the first tries, which are, I think Toto ten dollars is a great first try scorer, but I, I, it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely going to be a back because backs have scored 18 in the last 21 first try scorers as well. So those having first tries, I think Toto's um, pretty good. Got any stats for me, Chris? Uh, New South Wales are 100% better blokes than Queensland. And that goes to players and most especially fans. What about coaches? 
You like Billy? Um, look, I really, I, I, I respect Bill very much. He changed the way fullback was played. So I'm not going to bag out him too much, even though he does have two heads and he played in for a team that cheated and were open about cheating. Um, I reckon that that coaching saga. We probably didn't talk about that enough, but um, oh, well, let's talk about it. How, what about what do you think about Freddie's earthing? He's a hippie, isn't he? But um, the earthing stuff. Uh, give me a spell on some of that. Well, I reckon it's just a bit of a throw-off so he doesn't have to actually talk about what coaching. he's doing for footy sometimes. But um, The new one this is the bum bags, isn't it? They've all got yeah, their own um, fanny pack so they can put their phones in and then they take it at the start of the day so no one has their phone on them all day and then they get it back at the good. end of the day. That's why they've, stack. they've all got the um, – the, the old fanny packs. The old bum bags with a couple of uh, vape in there and whatever. Um, $31, $31 our multi's paying. I got there. 31 bucks. So that's not yeah. too bad. Mate, I'll have a piece of that. I might leave your leg out just because you're an idiot. But um, seriously, on the coaches, um, Freddie, like the culture and what he's done in the years he's been there, like he's pretty good. And I, I, I don't know, Bill could turn out to be a good coach. Like that would not surprise me. He obviously knows footy. He's got like a, an amazing footy brain. And like... He'll bring in that kind of Queensland culture that he had when he played, but um, it might take some time. So I reckon we've got a distinct advantage having Freddie that's been there a couple of times and, and won series before and, and a bit of pressure on them after the coaching fiasco they had last year. How long has Freddie been coaching it? What's he done? Three, is this his third season or fourth? Do you remember? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's, it's at least three. one three, yeah. yeah. And then he'll be coaching the doggies next year. You reckon he will? <laughs> no, he won't. No way. I reckon he will. That's the that's the I'll chat, put a isn't succulent it? Chinese meal on it, Chris. Surely you still owe me some. I owe you, I think, a main and an entree. Freddie at the dogs. <laughs> Can you just imagine? What's he thinking? That would be a tough gig to go from the blues with all of the high flyers and then going to coach the dogs and having fucking Gus telling you what to do the whole time. Imagine the chat that he's going to have with Addo Carr when he lands there. True. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mate. <laughs> good point. Uh, they should never have got you. You weren't, you weren't fucking good enough, huh? Like, um. All right. Well, that's Origin. What are we? Monday night. Forty-eight hours away. We'll be watching the Blues. It'll be just kickoff. And do you reckon Gus is going to do a? Say. Don't be nervous. You're just so confident. No, I'm not nervous about the result. Like I, I just get nervous. Just like I care and irrational. Oh, yeah, I'm pumped. I like a. I care like an irrational. Irrational. I mean, irrational. Like, yeah. Irrationally, is that a word? Yeah. Um, I care a lot, and um, I like I don't like Queensland. I despise people that were born here and go for them. Like it's it, it's it's like it sounds dumb me saying because I don't fucking play footy anymore and I and I've never played Origin, but like it means it's more than a game of footy, you know. Like <laughs> very patriotic. It, I'm, like pa- it. I'm very pumped, mate. I'm very excited. Very patriotic. All you right. should, mate. You should say when we lose. I can't talk. Well, mate, I've seen you when you lose on the horses. I can imagine when you lose Origin, mate. It's bad. <laughs> bad. Not often. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, boys. Enjoy your Monday. We'll um, we'll reconvene, I guess, for game two. Thanks for having me back, fellas. You're Go welcome. See you, boys. You're welcome. All right. See ya.